Hey, what's up, man? Welcome to Over Conversation, episode four. I brought back another guest I had on episode three. Mel, what's up, man? What's going on, Sheldon? I'm good, man. Everything's good? All right, cool, cool, cool. Definitely um, some big news that happened in the NBA a couple of days or, you know, sports period. Um, and one of them is Kristoff uh, uh, Pazingas. How do you feel about the, uh, the ledge? Right, right. So it's it's a weird thing. Basketball wise, I mean, it's it's one way to think of it. Uh, but um, off the court, the first thing that came to my mind is, is it true? I mean, like, is is it is it really a case of actual sexual assault? Now, you know, from the reports, this guy, the night he tore his ACL. Uh, allegedly, a woman that lives in the same building as him, uh, uh, she's saying they had sex and he called her a B word. And she was a black woman and, and said that, you know, he said things like he owned her and she's his slave and all this while uh, raping her and all this good stuff. And, um, and of course, his side is completely denying it and saying it's untrue, but they won't, uh, they, they won't, um, say anything further from that so uh, we don't know if I don't know if he had actual consensual sex uh, that he believes he had and she's saying that it wasn't consensual or not I don't I don't know the whole story and uh, it's kind of hard to pick a side uh, either way honestly yeah definitely um, a tough um, thing to even speak of you know with the alleged and you know but potentially if if convicted he could face up to seven to 20 years in prison. And, right. And, um, you know, for the, the Maverick, you know, this, you know, we're we speaking of the sports aspect and how could, you know, this potentially could be like, this This is potentially could be one of the worst things could happen for the Dallas Maverick and um, their future. Cause you know, right now as constructed, you know, everybody, everyone's saying they have a bright future with the rookie Drogic and, and, and then the trade happens and, you know, everybody was looking for, towards the future of the Dallas Maverick. If, if, let me ask you this question. If, if this happened to be true and he ended up being convicted, how do you feel this affect the, the Mark Cuban brand and the Dallas Maverick? Um, that's a good question because you got, you got to figure out if, Mark Cuban and the Dallas Mavericks management knew that he was facing these allegations before they made the trade, uh, uh, which is uh, interesting if they did know because the Dallas Mavericks organization as a whole and Mark Cuban was under fire for the same type of thing that was going on in their ranks within the organization. So um, for, for them to take on this knowingly and know they're going to have this storm hit them uh, in the future, it's kind of... Um, beyond me so I, I I I can't believe that they knew I can't I can't believe they knew uh they probably knew that he was going through some type of legal avenues but I, I doubt they knew it was this yeah um, but you know I'm gonna have to agree with you on that there's no way you take on knowing you know a big investigation you know there's definitely something that they, they should have questioned or or they didn't have to rush into the trade they could have waited till the summer to the, you know, to see if any more come out, you know, they didn't really have to rush into the trade. So, I mean, this is this is crazy. Um, I mean, they kind they kind of did, man, because the the thing that they had to get rid of Dennis Smith Jr. because because this this is the thing with Dennis Smith, and I don't want to uh, leave the uh, Porzingis uh, combo uh, too early, but just to touch on Dennis Smith, they was having issues with him. Uh, because he was their rookie last year, and he was he had a decent rookie season. Right. Uh, I think his sophomore season hit uh, a bump in the road because no one knew uh, Luca was going to be this good, and uh, and he plays with the ball in his hand and he makes plays. Uh, now, what do you do with Dennis Smith Jr., who also plays that same style, you know, with the ball in his hand? They, they you know, that was kind of like between the rock and the hard place and then Dennis Smith Jr. was unhappy with his role right and, yeah you know it, it I mean, was a I, I mean I hear you on that but you know at the same case 
you know, they're the fourth team team in the <laughs> in the West, right? And so, you know, couldn't they? I mean, the the, the season's already salvaged, where they're not gonna they're not gonna make a they're not a playoff team. I mean, but we'll all say right. I I re- honestly now believe that Dallas Maverick did not know about. Oh yeah, I I, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, this is just it's just crazy um to think. So so let me ask you this. Do you think it's fishy or do you think uh the fact that the same night because usually on ACL tears uh uh NFL NBA as soon as the swelling goes down, which usually take a day or two. As soon as the swelling goes down, they'll go ahead and uh do emergency surgery. Go ahead and get everything fixed up as soon as possible. Yeah. So if he tears his ACL, he goes home probably scheduled for a doctor appointment the next day uh, for me to think that he went home after he done his season is over he tore his ACL he go call his and it's possible but I'm just thinking like me I don't think I would be calling a girl to my room and then take sex from her. like like take it while my ACL is torn you know yeah uh, <laughs> I mean, just think about that. Put that in perspective. Yeah, you know what? That would be probably the last thing on my mind. You, you know, right. let me just right. You know, you uh, that would be the last thing on my mind. Like my 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 season ending. Like you know, especially for a basketball player of his length, where yeah. you know, one or two injuries could really like. You saw it happen in y'all main in in this career ended sooner than everyone expected or, or wanted yeah. it to be. And um, I, you know what? That's a good point. Um, but definitely, you know, waiting for more stuff to come out on this. I don't really want to even like. It, it's just crazy to, to think that I was take a trade and send you know good assets. Not maybe not the best asset over to the Knicks, but you know he had good assets, and to inquire a player with so much uncertainty, not only with the injuries but the alleged. So. Now, if this does blow over, and and, and it and it probably will, I mean, because Ben Rosenberger had three rape cases on him that just blew over, and you know nobody talks about. Um, so, if this blows over, how do you like them next season with Porzingis and Luca in the lineup? If if they could stay healthy, um, there's definitely a team. I, I'm not gonna say right away. But years to come, like, you know, maybe three years from now, you know, I don't think you just go from 14 to straight to competing right away. I think uh, they... I, come on, I just, I, I, I'm going to have to disagree with you on that, man, because uh, Porzingis is a dude, man. He's a dude. I mean, if he lives up to his potential and he, and he, and he continues the path of where he left off, yeah, right. they'll, they'll, be, they'll be competitive. But, you know, the West is just like, you have to have everything together, man. You have to be rocking on all cylinders in the West yeah. Coast. You know, every game count. It's still a learning point. Um, there was a couple rumors out earlier this year that, you know, they're gonna uh, reach out to Kimba this summer and try to sign him with that team. Oh, you know, no, don't say that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> so I, I don't know how how true it is but you know I did see it a couple of times you know that that's one of they target this summer to sign Kimball oh, Walker so, and, and you know that's, that's rough man because I'm thinking like Kimball Walker got his he got a lot of options man he can he can stay and just make the money in Charlotte and not win or he can go wherever KD is going right and and, and try to contend or he can go to Dallas I mean yes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, KD, KD probably could go to Dallas because Porzingis and Luca is both on rookie contracts. They just got rid of DeAndre Jordan's huge contract. Uh, uh, who else is getting paid out there, man? I think I think it mostly they got a couple of people on rookie contracts, and they got some low, you know, like you know, low ball uh, contract players out there. I don't think they have nobody that's breaking the bank. Yeah, they they might have, yeah, they don't have anybody major. Um, it definitely could take on a, a Kevin Durant as well. That would be. And just ain't nobody talking about it. Ain't nobody talking about it. They, yeah, they keep would... saying New York. Yeah, you know what? You 
nobody really knows where KD going. But I definitely know he's moving. But uh, they definitely have wow, man. They definitely have the space. I, I think only veteran they really have is a Courtney Lee and a Dirk Nowinski, and they, 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 yeah. it's really a young team. And I'm pretty sure they have a lot of salary to sign you know, max players. Yeah. Um, you know, not not the biggest market. So a lot of people just, you know, have them under the radar right now. So, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't be shocked if, um, if Mark Cuban pulled this off this summer, you know. I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either. I'm going to be, I'm going to be honest with you. I wouldn't. Um, so, you know, let's move on to, uh, the Lakers news that happened like a few days ago. LeBron, um, you know, shut down for the remainder of the season. How do you, what you take on that? How you feel about <laughs> I'm, I'm, I was like, it's about time. Like they should, I mean, they should have shut him down as soon as he came back from the groin injury and they noticed that he wasn't the same and they couldn't win games, you know what I mean? So I, I was afraid that he was going to re-injure himself trying to make the playoffs. So um, as soon as they got to that point where their chances was very slim to make it, they should have shut him down. And I think the reason why they didn't is – LeBron still got to uh, move up. He, you know, personally, he want to move up the ranks and he want that number one spot in, in scoring. He's at what, number four now, or no? Right. Right, no. So he got to yeah. pass. Uh, no, is he at number five? Um, no, yeah, he's at number five. So he got to pass Kobe at four, and yeah. uh, who's at three? Uh, Kareem, Carmelo, Carmelo, Carmelo's at three. Yeah. Well, whoever, who, yeah, he he's trying to move up the ranks and and and, and catch Wilt, man. Yeah, I and, think uh, he'll, I think he'll pass. I think he'll be second. The Wilt numbers is just like he can do it. I'm not gonna put it. I'm not gonna say no. But you know, even even when he's injured or he's not 100, percent you still see the explosion in him. You still see he he's still one of the top ten players in the league with with yeah, the, with a growing injury. He built, he built like a tank. Of, you know, of course, but it's still, it still ain't. Uh, I mean, being able to see explosion uh, is one way to judge whether a person is doing okay. But another way to judge is the effort they're giving. And you know, so for some reason, he can't get no effort on defense. Yeah, right. and, and you know, I, I, I kind of speculate why. But uh, something's going it, on. Yeah, I mean, is it like? Is it with his body, or you think it's you know with the team itself, or is he? You think LeBron is fully bought in on the um, the Lakers? You know, a lot of a lot of a lot of people say he came to LA not only just to play the game, but you know to move forward with his business. How, how do you feel about the business side and him taking this on while he's still playing the game right now, versus other athletes like like a Kobe Bryant, where you know Kobe Bryant. Always, you know, he played for the Los Angeles his whole career, but he never lived in Los Angeles. He he always took a helicopter to the game, so he he was never in. in he, when he went home, he, he was never in the facility of of the LA lifestyle. So, how, how do you feel about LeBron um, taking on those? Um, I don't think negative about it. it it's it's kind of like I don't think about it at all but when I hear people speak on it you know saying that he might be distracted I mean I can see why they would say that man because if you if you compare him to Kobe uh, he's the ultimate focus guy like you, right. you remember that play you remember that play when he was standing in front of Matt Barnes and Matt Barnes tried to make him flinch right <laughs> and he didn't even blink his eye like, <laughs> Kobe, like, like, Kobe, like Kobe is really 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 focused on, on his task, man. Like, if, if you notice, like, all the things that he's doing now, man, he won the Oscar. Uh, you know, he's he's making, he's doing the detail. Uh, he's working out with young players, Jason Tatum and people like that, man. He's coaching his daughter and all this. Kobe wasn't doing none of that stuff while he was right. playing. Yeah, his full, his full focus was just basketball. And, um, you know, as a LeBron, you know, he's a product of his game. Like, if his game suffer, his product is going to suffer. So, you know, I think LeBron just needed, me personally, think he needs to just take a step back. I, I know right now he's in the mobile stage. You know, every everybody goes, you know, every athlete, every entertainer goes to the mobile stage eventually. And I think that's where LeBron is at right now. 
But right. as a as a Lakers fan as well as a LeBron fan, you know, we want to win titles. You know, that's you know a lot of people that go to the Los Angeles games are not season ticket holders. These are average workers. You know, they don't live the Hollywood lifestyle. So, so personally, as a Lakers fan, we're in the business of winning championship. And sometimes to see that we're having a losing season and he's, you know, I'm a fan of, once again, I'm a fan, I'm a Lakers fan before LeBron even got here. And I'm a LeBron fan. I always respected what he did for the game. Maybe too late than earlier in his career. Uh, but right. I just, once you come over to the Lakers, I, I had an impression that, okay, now we're going to win titles. And, you know, just to see him, for see us having this horrible season, not making the playoff. I think we're one game, one win better than last year with, with right. Lonzo and, and the rookie. So, I mean, and I just, I just don't want to see it right now. I just think he just next year he should take a step back and just refocus and recommitted only to basketball because if he wins the championship, his brand's only going to be bigger. I, you know what? I kind I kind of and, and I I agree with you um, when you look at it that way, but I look at it a whole different way. And and, and most of the times when we when we talk, you're going to realize that I have a weird way of seeing things. <laughs> it's it's very weird, you know. So. So uh, this is what I, it, it, I, I'm, I'm gonna give you a quick little play-by-play. Uh, he left Cleveland because right. he could, he couldn't win with Cleveland. Right? He could he he just couldn't. Right? He went to Miami. He teamed up with friends that was also All Stars, and one of them was a Hall of Famer. They won two, and he knew he probably could, you know, you know, revamp the team and then go for some more titles, which is what Phil. Uh, Pat Riley wanted, but he left and went back to Cleveland. Even though he had differences with the owner, he right. made a deal with him, and he, you know, he always probably purpose in his heart that he go bring a championship to Cleveland. And he knew that those three years that he uh, played in Cleveland and, and agreed to play in Cleveland, he probably knew those was gonna be his best three years to offer before he started going over the hill and down the hill. So he went to Cleveland, gave them those three years got a championship out of it and then decided to leave and go to LA you know because he's I think in his mind he's got one foot in the NBA one foot out of the NBA that's why he's focusing on so many other things because he know this is his last ride and he know that the best LeBron James uh, that you know he could possibly be is behind him so he knew he was giving LA an older version of himself Right, I'm. I, you know what? I'm. A, I'm gonna have to. I agree with you a, a little bit. You know, but if he really, if he was really about winning, and um, I would definitely say, yeah, that's you know that's true. But he, he had so many different options, of like going to um, to Philly, Philadelphia, to pair up with with great players. He had a chance to go with uh, the Houston Rockets. Um. So he definitely had plenty of chances to um, to, to to pair up a better team to win. Um, but him going to LA, I think he already knew that this team is, wasn't that good. The coaching staff wasn't that good. Um, and but he still chose to go there. So it kind of questioned where, where did he really go to win, or do he really do it for the everything else around the LA like you know like winning and you, you understand what I'm saying yeah hello hello, hello. I'm sorry it, it, it was breaking up um but um what was I saying well, is it is it possible that he went there to win um in his mind he went there to win but he probably unbeknownst to him his heart is kind of like uh uh, torn between his afterlife after the NBA and now. Right. So you get that. Like you get you get you get what well, well, you have. You ever been in a situation where you and your heart of hearts really really think you're doing the right thing, but 
people on the outside looking in can say, hey, look, you're torn between two things. Right. I think that's... And my question is, um, like, do you, do you think he should take a step back and focus since since he had a horrible year? Because I, I don't think he planned on having the season he had and, and not making the playoff. Do you think he refocus and take a step away from all these things he's doing just to refocus back on basketball? Um, no, nah, I don't think so. I don't. I don't think he can, man. Because I mean, if the stuff he got his hands in, I mean, he can't drop the ball on it either. I right. mean, he can't drop his ball on, on 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 his school. He can't drop his ball on his production company. Right. You know, he can't drop the on, on uh, going to see uh, his sons uh, play every time they play. You know what I'm saying? So I I I think he's doing it the right way. I think the expectation that we're giving him um, is might be unfair because if you look at Kobe's last three years in, in the Lakers, there wasn't no playoff years. Uh, he he got Steve Nash and Dwight Howard to come help him and and and, and that was mishandled. Right. You know what I mean? Michael Jordan Michael Jordan's last two years with the Wizards, it wasn't he wasn't carrying no team on his back all the way to the championship. You know what I'm saying? Like so we we giving this old LeBron some heavy expectations, man. Right. And and, uh, and that's due to the fact that in he, he, he is in his 16th season, um, going into the 17th season. But the number, you know, what he, what he accomplished last year, bringing that that horrible team to the finals, I don't. I think everybody just that team wasn't horrible. That team wasn't horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it wasn't good. It was good. They were good. Uh, I don't know. It, it just. Even even the fact that he traded half the team in midseason, that's another. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was another question. Like you know, I how the chemistry gonna look? You, you get what I'm saying? But yeah. but my question yeah. is earlier. Like you know, I think we we kind of broke up throughout. The, but my question is, he had a lot of option to go to like different team, like like a Houston Rockets. Everybody was saying uh, he possibly could have went to Philly. Um, he could have went right away with his team, but he chose the LA organization, which hasn't been good in five five seasons, going on six now, not making the playoff. The team is young, you know. The history has shown players don't develop until their their fourth or fifth season in the league, right? So you got an Ingram right. that's 21 years old. Kyle Kuzman is a rookie, right? You see it with D'Angelo Russell where we lost patient in, in, in D'Angelo Russell. We, we shipped him off too early. Now he's exploding in the league right now. So, like, what, what I'm trying to say is, do you think, so you really think he did it just mostly for the business side or, or basketball moving to LA? I think, I, I think um, I think the last move LeBron did that was strictly basketball was when he went to Miami. Right. Um, after he left Miami to go back to Cleveland, that was more about I'm bringing a championship to Cleveland. That that's for the storyline. Right. That's for the that's for that's for the news. That's in a, that's the entertainment factor. Right. Him going to LA was another move. That was supposed to fit, like, like in, in LeBron's head, from the time he left high, uh, high school to the time he went to the NBA, it's a book that's getting written, and he wants certain things in each chapter. That's why, that's why he's creating these milestones for himself. I got to get this. That's why he wants that. Uh, he want to move up the scoring list. He, you know, I mean, and I, I, he want to bring Cleveland a championship, and you know, uh, now he want to go to LA. That's just the next chapter in his book. That he saw fit to uh, uh, to make happen. So he, you know, he, you know, that's 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 pretty much what it is. I don't think it had anything to do with basketball or business. Okay, it's just this is this legacy that he's trying to create and leave. Um, Ernest, right, a question: Do you think his legacy is hurt if he don't win a championship in LA? Nope. I mean, uh, his 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 goat conversation, uh, his 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 points for the goat. Uh, He'll probably lose some points for that, but right. yeah, there's nothing LeBron. There's nothing LeBron can do to hurt his legacy right now. Yeah, I'm gonna have to agree with that as well because um, this guy did so much for the game. 
Yeah. He never cheated the game. So, you know, yeah. I'm definitely I'm definitely have to agree with you. I just hope that, you know, you know, as you said earlier, like this is a team sport. You can't do it by yourself in this league. And no superstar has ever done it by yourself in this league. Um, especially now you have you have so many superstars that's not even in the playoff and and you have to be paired with someone to do it right now, and especially today's game. So you know, mm-hmm. I'm def- I definitely have to agree with that. Um, definitely big news today: the, the Duke, Duke University, was defeated. Yeah. Was defeated. Um, I kind of quoted in a few episodes ago that it was going to be knocked out um, earlier than it's been on than everybody projected. But you know, last yesterday. They lost to Michigan State, um, a 68 to 67. How do you feel about Duke and what's next uh, for the March Madness? Who you got in it all? Um, I'm gonna have to go with um, I'm gonna have to go with Virginia, man. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go with. Virginia. <laughs> I mean, it's it's so hard to pick, man, because none of these teams like you. They don't have uh, like uh, players that you can say, okay, if we stop them, you know what I'm saying, we got a good chance of winning. They all just, you know, just got dudes out there that, you know, that fit roles and stuff like that. There's no Zion Williamson on none of these on, on none of these squads that's left. Right. Uh, so, um, I, I mean, with all those teams, Auburn, Michigan State, uh, Virginia, and um, um, what's Texas Tech? I don't, I don't, I don't see one lottery pick. Maybe not even a first rounder on none of, on none of those teams. Right. Now I like, I I like the uh, the dude guy from Virginia. I like him. Um, the 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 last uh, white point guard that I seen that was gritty and skilled and uh and all of that stuff on the court, man, uh, was Steve Blake when he was at Maryland. I, I love, I love, I love Steve Blake, man. Um, you know, uh, he 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 looks like he might be just a typical Steve Kerr type person that you can push around, but this dude is feisty, and that's how guy is, man. He can shoot, he can mix it up down low, he can handle the ball pretty good. He played, and I, I like him. He's smart. I like I like this dude, and I like what Virginia um, uh, offers uh, with their players, man. They play real smart. I think I think the last game they played. I was watching it. It was I, I want to say um, maybe four minutes left in the game, and they put the turnover uh, totals up on the game. And at that point, second half, with three to four minutes left in the game, I think Virginia only had one turnover. Yes, yeah, that's, that's insane, man. They definitely had a good team. I, I definitely um, I like. I saw um, Texas Tech play the other day, and I was really impressed. Where they play and how they mm. play the ball and how they shoot the ball. I was so that's who I'm. I got going to winning it all this year, hopefully. You know, but you know my bracket's been messed up since day one. So yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna be a, <laughs> definitely. That's uh, you know what. I'm, let me let's get off subject real quick. I'm gonna ask you a question. Um, do you if you feel the NBA was one and done, right? Like like that. Colleges? Do you think Michael Jordan still have six rings? If the NBA was uh, uh, in the in the in the playoffs, if it was just one one and done, yeah, it was just one game. Uh, I mean, how many game ones did he lose? I mean, because if it was if it was if it was one and done, I can't remember. Well, I think a couple of times with the Knicks in the conference final, I think the Knicks might have got them once or twice with the first game. Um who else? Maybe I, I gotta look that up. Cause I don't I don't remember a lot of teams jumping on them that early. Right. Because they came in so focused and so prepared from Phil Jackson. Uh and like I said, so focused. They pretty much uh jumped on those teams early, man. They always got their first game. Okay. Especially if they had home court advantage. So uh but I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say no. He wouldn't have six. He might. He might have four or five. Maybe. Four or five rings. Yeah, that's why you know. I think the college game is so unique. You know, like you can. You know, it just 
it's not only now is you just only got one game. It's not only about skills, you know. It could be your shooting, yeah. could be off. You know, you just yeah. it's so much effect that one yeah. game. You just you you have so much. You don't have that much window to make so much mistakes. You know, with, with a seven game series, it's all about adjustment, game by game. You know, with a one and done, you don't really have that time to make adjustment. It's really by quarters, minutes by minutes, timeout by timeout. To, to to make your adjustment instead of you know you have a few days off you can go back and watch videos you know to see what they're doing against you but when it's just one game it's really hard to to to, to project or to predict what's gonna, gonna happen because it's just like football any any given Sunday just one you know just one game so yeah just as you see in the NFL where you know. Not a lot of the same teams win championship or go to the Super Bowl every year. You know, every year is is, is a different. You know, minus the Patriots. You know, they right. they, <laughs> they for somehow. Sure. When, when the last time we had a back to back Super Bowl winner, I can't even remember. Yeah, it was just it, you know, was, the, was it Cowboys? Was that the last one to go back? Yeah, yeah, that's Cowboys. The, 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 yeah, I believe so. No, yeah. no, no. John Elway, did he win back to back? John Elway, uh, let me just pull that up real quick. Uh, yep. Hold on. Yeah, I think I think Elway might have been the last one to go back to back. Yeah, that, and and that's and that's a, you know that shows you that the one the one and done games is just it's just so hard to adjust. Yeah. And the mistakes, like a few mistakes, you make two mistakes in those games, over. So. Yeah. But on the on a on a flip side, because this this is um, what I come to the conclusion of. Um, so there's a couple of things on why the NBA really exists. Number one is uh, money, right? <laughs> and uh, and number two is you know uh, to provide us entertainment, right? Uh, so number one and number two, money and to provide entertainment. Uh, Nowhere in there do I see integrity or, or, or pure basketball experience or none of that. So they're not trying to make sure um, the best team wins and all this good stuff. They just, they just want to make sure they get more money. So with that being said, so you, 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 would they ever, yeah would they ever change the playoff system? Because how how much money do they make each playoff game? And you know when, when you get at least five games out of each series. How much? How much do it? How much would the owners lose by turning into a one and done game uh, in the playoffs? Um, that's a good question because um, you know that's something uh, it's really hard to answer because you know is it? It depends on what's what's going to affect it. Like, or is the NBA going to gain more fans? If they go to a more competitive system, or are they going to get more people to watch the games? You know, versus uh, is it is it well, is it going to grow the game? But you know, just losing from going from seven games to just one. This that's all you're talking about. Potentially millions of dollars getting lost. I don't think they ever a lot a lot of money a lot of because it, it's a all right. So that's just one asset aspect of it. Uh, you know, ticket sales and the potential. Uh, people that's buying tickets is also buying uh, refreshments and beer and snacks and popcorn and they might buy some jerseys out of, the, out, of the, out of your store and they're paying for parking. That's okay. That's one aspect of it. Right. But the other, other aspect of it is how much is that network that's showing that game paying you for that game? Right? Right. So, so, so how, how much is that network that's showing your game knowing it's a proven um high rating uh game so they can go ahead and take that to their business table when they talk to advertisements and say hey look i got the nba on, on this time slot so this is how much i'm gonna charge you for advertisement right. so all those you get what i'm saying so it's a lot of money involved and then you got the las vegas part of it uh where they get money and would they would they just legalize gambling it's a lot of money going in from there right. so if the NBA decided, hey, we're going to one game system, what do you think CBS, TNT, 
and whoever ESPN, all these people who's paying them money, what do you think they gonna say? Nah, you might want to keep it at seven. <laughs> yeah, you know what? That's a good point. I definitely because it's a consumed, it's a consumed driven league. Um, it's you know they're able to pay their players how uh, many money they pay their players. You know, you see it happens in the, with the NFL with with the non guaranteed contracts and guys not getting paid what they're worth and. So I mean I definitely agree with that. I can't take I can't take it from there. I can't I honestly agree with that as well. Um, you know, just let's stay on the NFL real quick and talk about um the new rules with the uh with the replay at the end of the day. How do you feel about that? Um do you like it? So do do you think it's good for the game? You think so now that they're including pass interference is is uh, reviewable uh, by instant replay now. Right? That, that's the change. Right. Yes. Um, do I like it? Uh, I don't dislike it. It's. Um, I mean, I guess it make the game better, but I, 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 you still got the human element factor there, you know, because if if you if you look at why this uh, change had to be made. And the pass interference that happened with the Saints and the Rams. Like, if you missed that pass interference, I don't have no confidence that you can go to the replay and then and then get it right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna say this. Um, unfortunately for the uh, for the Steelers, was it the Steelers? Um, no, the, new, new, the, Saints. New, new, the Saints. Yeah. You know, it happened last playoff. It was a big, it was a big thing all over the media. Um, how they got robbed, and you know, it was a horrible call. But my question is to you: How many times have we seen this happen? Does it happen enough for us to require change? Do Do you think it slows the game down? I don't mind it slowing down. Uh, as long as the pay, if, if this rule change is going to guarantee me that the Patriots are not going to win any more Super Bowls, then I'm 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 already satisfied with it. You can slow the game down. If slowing the game down means Tom Brady not going to the Super Bowl, I'm <laughs> well, this is a Tom Brady. <laughs> I, I just think like slowing down the game. Sports is better when it's when it's urgent yeah. and quick. Like I like I like the game when it's quick and when you stopping and slowing down and watching. Replay and then you know put the politics on okay. it. I, I just, I, I get it. you know, you're like, right. You're right. Uh, let me and, ask you. A question. I, I, let me ask you a question. Right? Say, say you you riding down this the highway, right? And then you roll you roll you roll over a snake or something, and it pop your whatever it is, anything that'll pop your tire, and it happened to you like every five years. Are you gonna get insurance for it? <laughs> Are you gonna go out and say, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get insurance just in case this happened? And it happened like every five years. Like, you know, I just think for from the MB the NFL aspect, like if fans complain about every rule, are you gonna change every rule every year? Like you have to be That's true. You, you have to trust the system and what with the system, you know, this is not something that it was unfortunate to see it happens. It's probably one of the worst missed call ever, but then yeah. again, it's something that don't happen every game. For us to, to to panic and the, the outrage by the fan, if you just it, it just it just looked bad for the NFL where they'll make adjustment by because you know complaints. I can see that. I can see what you're saying. I, and I, and I definitely now that I think of it after you said that, now that I think of it, I I, I want to rephrase what I said. My response, my real response is, I would like for them to have got a call like that right without replay that's what I would like I, I you know I, I don't think that they missed that call because they didn't see it right. I think the, the issue when you referee and when I say human element is uh is a such that, all right so when you play in the game you, what was your sport you play basketball yeah I, I play basketball I like I play basketball, basketball. so you, you, you know how they say when momentum is on your side you know, it, it does wonders for you. When you get the momentum going on your side, you don't win on the 6-0 run. You don't knock down two shots in a row. Momentum can swing, and that can be the ball game based on momentum. Right. You know, because the team, the team that got momentum going against them is more liable to make mistakes 
and the team that has the momentum going in their favor plays with a a, a better sense of urgency and you know uh, and you know it's it's a positive effect. Right. Now the referees sometimes get caught in that momentum, so you can see where the team with the momentum is going downhill and they making plays and the other team is falling apart. Now, when a 50-50 play happens, like a charge or versus a block happen, more, nine times out of 10, the referee get hyped up into the momentum of the uh, game and he'll call it for the team that has the momentum. Right. So look, You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, one, one thing I'm gonna just say this, um, it's, it's also give a chance for bad teams to, to stay in the game and or, or change, you know, like like makes like a coach. Like if he feels he's gonna lose the game and he feels there's an inter, interference. Because if you watch all 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 deep throw, all you could question that. Yeah, that's that's a that's interference. That's that's reviewable. Like mm-hmm. especially if a, a coach like Bill Belichick, you know, mm-hmm. that used all these rules to his, you know. To win games and right. he masters these things. Like especially with a bad team, if you're up by like ten with a few minutes left in the game and there's a questionable, you know, what's the call you're gonna make? You're gonna send your quarterback to throw a bomb down the field, and, and guess what's gonna happen? Now, how? Like I just think is it just opens up another can of worm, and and, and you're gonna watch. And I guarantee you, by like the second week, your fans are gonna out be outraged. By how many bad, <laughs> how many calls, and, and how many stoppage, and you know, just... yeah, I'm, yeah, you're right. And I'm interested to see how they uh, how they maneuver around it with um, when you can replay it. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's going to be one of those things. You, you know, it's only replayable um, uh, with five minutes left in the half. Right. You know, uh, under five minutes or under two minutes. I think in uh, in basketball is under two minutes. I think. Right. You can uh, review it, so that 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 that'll be better. I, if they if they're gonna do it, you can only replay it under two minutes in the game, then it, it, it might work. Yeah, I mean that's that, I mean we definitely got to watch it. A lot of people don't like changes as well, so you know we see the product on the field. You know we might have a better view on it, but me personally, I, I don't I don't like it. Um, that's pretty much all I have on that. Um, I just let's, let's reframe back to the NBA real quick. Uh, how do you, did anything change from the, our last episode of who you think is going to win the East or the West? Uh, how do you feel about the, uh, uh, the Boston Celtics? You know, right now they they currently stand at the fourth seed. Uh, they passed Indiana with a tiebreaker. A forty-five and thirty-two record. Um, um, I, I haven't seen no consistency from. I, I, you know, when 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 I feel the warm and fuzzy about a team, they usually start to ride the wave right before the playoffs start, and you can see that everything's clicking. Right. You can see what what their rotations are. It all makes sense. It works. All of that good stuff. And uh, so far. Um, I don't see that with Golden State. Uh, only only teams I see it with is Milwaukee and Houston. They're the only ones who seem like they got everything together and they ready to go into the playoffs. You, you get what I'm saying? Right. Um, so uh, yeah, with Boston, no, I haven't I haven't seen that type of consistency. Um, OKC, how you feel about them? There's a potential chance they might be locked in. Eight seed and, and potentially facing the Warriors in the first round. You know, first, I think they, I, they got the potential to cause some problems there, but um, the only way they win and beat Golden State is Russell Westbrook has to continue to not be Russell Westbrook. <laughs> that's that's like that's going to be a hard sell. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna have to he's gonna have to do what he's been doing ninety percent of this season and letting Paul George be number one and he be number two. Yeah, um, yeah if, not, he tried, if he tried any other way, yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. But you know, let's be honest, I don't think anybody beating the Warriors. So that comes to the conclusion that 
another uh, another first round exit or did they exit second round last year? Uh, OKC or uh, they, I, did Utah beat them? Was it Utah no, no, that no, beat them? No, no, yeah, Utah beat them last year. Second, that second round, right? Second, second round. So this year, a uh, first round exit. So I'm gonna ask you a question. Well, well, hold on, hold on. Um, Denver might have that number one seed. They're tied right now with the Warriors. Well, yeah, they uh, Golden State is 52-24. Yeah, you're right, Denver. And now if you switch, yeah. Yeah, if you switch, then they could beat Denver. Uh, yeah, I think Denver don't. They don't have a true superstar on the team. When it comes to close game, um, I think Denver is. Denver could be beating. I've never been sold on Denver. Um, Indiana in the in the East, I'm not, I don't, I'm not sold on them. Detroit. Yeah, I, I like Indiana when Oladipo was playing lights out, but I don't know how long it's gonna take for him to come back. I don't know. He he might miss half of next season too. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna have to agree with that. Um, definitely, just a tough call. I just think I. I'm still keeping the Warriors. So you are you anything? Nothing changed for you, as you saying? Nah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm yeah. I'm going with Warriors to represent the West. And uh, coming out of the East, um, I'm kind of liking. Shoot, man! I mean, this is gonna be this is gonna be excited. Not not to have to um, see people break down mentally when they play. LeBron in the East, cause that's 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 what they, that's what DeRozan was doing every time Toronto saw LeBron. He just he just crumbled, <laughs> couldn't get it done, right? You know what I mean? So uh, I like um, I like Toronto coming out of the East. Okay, so you got Toronto. Oh wow. Yeah, I got I got Toronto over Milwaukee. Yeah, I never. Yeah, I'm gonna have to disagree. I'm gonna just even though Boston is showing it hasn't been consistent, I'm still gonna I'm still gonna keep Boston in. Coming out the East for me, you know, just I'm really not sold on Toronto. I think everybody on that team know that Kawhi is a one-year rental. Um, Maybe not. Everybody thought that about Paul George last year. Yeah. It, all right. Let me ask you this: You think Paul George made a mistake of staying in OKC? Do you think he will ever win a championship? Um made a mistake as opposed to going where? Like re-signing with uh, OKC. No, that's what I'm saying, but like what what was the other option? Coming to LA and play alongside LeBron? No. No, he, he made the right decision. Really? I mean, I, I mean what, okay, you get Paul George, right? Right, I think that uh, changed the whole dynamic. Now you have Paul George, LeBron. Now you don't have to trade your pieces. Now you get to cool, keep a Kuzman, an Ingram, a Josh Hart, Alonzo Ball. Don't you think that would change the whole situation for the Lakers right now? No, I, I think it would make it more obvious that they had to make a trade uh, midseason because now you got Paul George playing the same position as LeBron, also playing the same position as Ingram, also playing the same position as Kuzma. So you and they all they all long Kuzma, Ingram, and uh George are all six, seven, six, eight, six, nine long arms can play the three and the four slashers, a uh, little bit of a shooter. They they're all the same three guys. Right. Right. So at this at this point, if you get Paul George, you immediately gotta get rid of Ingram and Kuzma and bring in uh, somebody like Anthony Davis. Wouldn't it be better to, um, I mean, yeah, I agree with you. Try to, I get what you're saying, but having those guys like coming off the bench, like a a, a second unit with, with Ingram and, um, and Kuzma, wouldn't wouldn't that be like on a depth depth point? Like, wouldn't that be scary? I mean, no, it wouldn't. It, it'll look just like Boston. It'll look just like Boston with those guys that they don't know where they want to play. I mean, how many starting lineups have Boston had this year? Too many, right? So you got you got Jalen Brown, who's a natural small forward. You got Gordon Haywood, who's a natural small forward, and you got Jason Tatum, who's a natural small forward. Now, since Kyrie come back and Gordon Haywood comes back, we don't know what to do with Tatum and Brown now, right? So right. you saying Brown, you saying Brown game suffered? 
what what Brown and Tatum was doing in the playoffs last year was amazing. Have you seen any of that this season? No. That's all. That's all. That's all because they can't. Have Have you ever been in the game where uh, you on a short leash and the minute you make a mistake, the coach pulls you out? How hard is it for you to play your game? Yeah, you you, you have too much on your mind. You know, you, you try to make little to no mistakes, and you know, on a mental note, I think it's hard to play like that. Um, right. So, so if, if Jalen Brown is in the game or, or Jason Tatum is in the game and you got Gordon Hayward right beside you on the bench as a coach, um, you pay, I mean, Danny Ainge signed uh, Gordon Hayward for a lot of money. Kyrie Irving is getting a lot of money. If I'm the owner and you're not playing Gordon Hayward, I'm kind of pissed. Right. But at the same time, if you're the coach, you probably want to play Jalen Brown and Tatum. Yeah. You probably don't. You probably you probably want to uh, play Rozier over uh, Herb. So look, <laughs> I have another question for you. Do you think that's that, that's a coach need to make the adjustment, or can we say that Brad, Brad Stevens is not good with superstars? Uh, he's only good with just you know players that's under the radar that have little to no ego. You think he he's suffering with all the stars you have and. And you're struggling, you know, adjusting to that. No, nah, he just got too many pieces, man. He got he got too many pieces, it, and you know, uh, when 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 you're that good, it's kind of hard to tell somebody that you got to be a backup. You right. know, uh, I, I'm gonna say this. I think if um, the young core didn't have the success they had last playoff, last year playoff, we're going to the, the conference final. I think it will be another story. I think they'll they'll be more willing to buy into their roles, but just due to the fact that you know what we went to the finals without Hayward and Eastern Conference Finals without Hayward and and Kyrie, we did right. well. We we had a chemistry. You know, we was playing good. Um, Tatum, right. you know, Tatum looked great. Now he's. Now I don't even know what happened to Caden. He's, he's missing right now. Um, right. Do you, I, I think if they didn't have that success and, and they probably was exited early, I think we wouldn't have this issue. But okay, yeah, these guys have been sold in. Uh, yeah, we have talent, but we need the help of a Kyrie. I think these guys believe, you know, we could we could, we could win with these, without these guys. We have shown right. we have shown it already that we could win with these, without these guys. We won seven games. Right versus LeBron James last year. So how, why am I getting less minutes? Why am I minutes being suffered? A guy that's trying to get back in the game, that's injury prone, that's, you know, let's, let's, say for, let's say this for a fact, Kyrie is always hurt. Um, since he came in the game, he, he's always been hurt. You know, even in college, I think he played seven games for Duke. So yeah. he's never, <laughs> he's never been, you know, since he started playing, he never really had a, a full, healthy season or a successful, successful season without LeBron. So, you know, I think Kyrie knows that as well. That's why he read earlier this year. He did reach out to LeBron and have that conversation. But you know, you got right. you got to call it how it is. He's, he's he hasn't been proven without LeBron James in his corner. Yeah. Yeah, and, you, and you're right. Um, what, what's going on with Boston is all mental, and um, it's fixable. But the easy fix and the quick fix is uh, getting rid of some people, unfortunately. Um, but um, for you know, for, for for somebody to outgrow uh, their current role and then have to scale it back the season out, you, you know what I'm saying? Like these, these you know, Tatum. Is ready. I mean, he's as good as Ben Simmons. Right. He played. Better, he played better than Ben Simmons in the playoffs, and he's ready to. He's ready to branch out and blossom the way Kobe Bryant was ready to blossom when he was behind Eddie Jones. Right. At that point, at that point, they had to get rid of Eddie Jones and let Kobe do that. Um. So, um, you got two. You got three guys that was blossoming in the playoffs that you got to tell. Okay, now scale it back. And you can only give me 50% of what you can do. And that's Terry Rozier, 
Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. All three of those guys look like perennial all-stars for the future. And they got to scale their game back for a whole season. Yeah, I mean, you can't turn somebody like that that's ready to be a star into, back into a role player. I'm going to have to 100% agree with that, man. Definitely a lot of work this all season for the Boston Celtics. You know, if you're, I'm going to have you put on, put on your GM hat again. Um, if you were the Boston Celtics, what, what was the first, what would be the first move you would do next year? Do you, because they could potentially be, you know, con, con, contenders to, you know, basically back in the lottery, they have a lot of free agents. Um, you know, with Kyrie potentially resigning, you think, would you keep him? Would you want to resign Kyrie? Even though you know you have a promise in your core? Um, if 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 Kyrie wasn't injury prone and I did and if, if I felt hundred percent that his knee is gonna be fine and gonna hold up, because that's a lot of money you're giving him, right? Um it, it, the way Danny Ainge thinks. Now forget Danny Ainge. I'm gonna do it myself. If I'm doing it, I'm pro- I'm probably seeing what point guard I can get cheaper than uh, Kyrie Irving that can give me the same amount of points. Cause it ain't like he giving you leadership, locker room leadership, uh, defense. He ain't giving you none. He just giving you points. Um, I probably see who else, who I who I can get, or or if I can just get that same thing from Terry Rozier and trade Kyrie and get something in return so Kyrie's gone if I'm the GM yeah. um, I want a center because I, I want to stop playing Al Horford at, at the five so much um, so I might get a, a center that probably can stretch the floor you know somebody like Brooke Lopez uh, who Milwaukee picked up I don't know if there's any other shooting centers that can stretch the floor I might reach out and try to get something like that um or I might just go ahead and do something blockbuster and go out to Anthony Davis. And if I do that, then I keep Kyrie if I could bring Anthony Davis in. Right. Because uh, then Kyrie won't be doing so much on offense um, and his knee probably a, a last a whole season. Yeah. But I can't I can't I can't keep Kyrie if he's my number one option. So so you you'll would you would you give up a uh, a Tatum for for uh, Anthony Davis though, without the without the insurance of him even staying? Because you know Anthony Davis have one year left on his contract. So if they do would, if they do go out and get him, it still would be taking a risk. Um, right, that is a risk. I would I would not give up Tatum because he he on a rookie contract and he's the next big thing. He you know, he got Kobe potential. Right. Uh, he might not. He not. He might not get that good. But what he got in his chest is like Kobe's. Right. Nah, so I, I would keep. Yeah. I definitely like I would what keep he's going to the game. Yeah, for real, for real. But uh, I would trade Brown and uh, Gordon Haywood um, for uh, Anthony Davis. If you're the Pelicans, would you take that though? Like. Over, uh, over Kuzma uh, or Ingram, because unless it's a pride thing, I don't, and I don't, I, don't, I, 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 don't, I don't want Kuzma and Ingram together. No, you don't think um, Kuzma could develop in, in a defensive threat? And I, I know right now, offensively, they basically like the same. They they do the same thing, but if you know if Kuzma could develop like a Paul George. With both and play both sides of the floor, you know. I think he have good upside. That's what I'm trying to say. You know, no, no. I like I like Kuzma. What what I'm saying is, and no package deal. Do I want two players that play the same position? And I got to figure out. I mean, they're gonna be in the same situation. Like you know, same thing we're talking about with Brown, Hayward, Tatum, Kuzma, Ingram. I mean, what what I'm gonna do with both of them? So I'll take Kuzma, but you gotta keep Ingram. I can't. I'm not taking Ingram. Give me something else. I see. I see what you're saying with that because they're, they're the same player. You know, I, I was really impressed earlier in the year, even sometime last year. You know, Luke Walton was playing um, Brandon Ingram at the point, and that was that was kind of scary. 
you know, if he, yeah, well, that that was, you know, I, I kind of like that, but you know, nobody's gonna put him at the point. So why yeah. should why not? I mean, I mean, so you gotta think outside the box like that when you coach him, man. You, I mean. Look, look at the type of inventive things that uh, Phil Jackson did when he was coaching the Bulls. I, I remember, I remember. okay, first of all, he brought over Ron Harper to run the point guard right. alongside Michael Jordan. You know, he, he decided, because his, his formula before that was with the triangle offense, he didn't have a conventional point guard. He always had a shooter, whether it was John Paxson, Steve Kerr, Craig Hodges, B.J. Armstrong. There was all shooters that didn't conventionally handle the ball like a Steve Nash all, all day long. You know, so that way he had Scotty Piven or Tony Kukoc being the point forward and, you know, setting up the triangle, boom. Then he flipped it and was like, I'm gonna try something new because when Penny Hardaway came in as a six, seven point guard, I think Phil Jackson kind of liked it. So the, the year that he got Ron Harper, their defense immediately got better with two six six guards in the backcourt or in the front court, uh, uh, getting steals left and right. So you got to think outside the box. You, you, you get what I'm saying? Just like Philly is doing with Ben Simmons throwing him at point guard. So yeah, you got to do things like that. Yeah. I, I, I like it. If, if Ingram could develop, you know, because I'm telling you, it was, it was definitely impressive to watch. If he could develop into like a, a point guard with the length, uh, it'll, it'll basically be unstoppable. Nobody would be able to guard him with the size. You saw that with Lonzo this year. Well, yeah. And last year with, with his length and he's so big, he's like on defense, he's a, he's a nightmare for, for any point guard in the league. So it's definitely I like Lonzo. There's definitely a lot, a lot, of, a lot of moves that could be made, and I feel will be made this all season. And and I, once again, I want to thank you for even doing this with me the second time in a row. Um, All right, too easy, man. Just uh, just let everybody know your podcast. Um, you know, just you know, take the time, you know, to do that. You can you can catch you can catch me and my panel of friends on the Wake Up Podcast. That is D A Wake Up Podcast, and uh, we're on Cashbox, Spotify, iTunes, uh, Google Play, uh, anywhere you want to get your podcast. And uh, our social media is. Uh, uh, at the wake up on Twitter and uh, at the wake up on Instagram as well, um, or you can email me directly at uh, the wake up podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, and then this is over conversation. I just want to end on on a, on a note where uh, we, we got some bad news today out of LA. Um, Nipsey with, with Nipsey Hustle. Uh, I don't right. know if you. Yeah. I, don't, I don't even know if you heard it in my voice today. It was kind of really hard to even do this this episode you know I, I was just committed to it but definitely like it was definitely a heartbroken definitely one of the artists yeah. I've been listening to for um, since he first dropped the marathon and it was def- it's definitely hurtful to see that we had a position yeah. where this is still happening and it's continuing to happen over and over and I, I don't want to speak of like what exactly happened because we don't know the facts as yet but it was definitely, definitely a heartbroken thing for me. It was definitely a tough even because you know I was watching a game and somebody texted me and, and said he got shot and um, I, and I really don't want to drift away from you know sports, but it's something we definitely have to focus on and have the conversation about, which yeah, which is definitely painful, man. So I just want to you know my condolences to his family and um, it's definitely a tough loss for hip hop. Definitely want to artists that had a bright future in the game and he was doing so much for the community in Los Angeles um, you know and, and for all artists that that take that risk where you know when you when you when you come from this bad neighborhoods and you got a chance to leave and you come back and try to do something positive but for more than enough time we always see it end up in this note and you know as a culture and for ourselves in the black community, we just gotta do a little bit better and we, we gotta have this conversation and, and how can we do better? And how can we uplift our neighborhoods and what's actually going on in the neighborhood? So definitely a tough episode for me to do today. And once again, I say RRP and I, yo Mel, I appreciate you even 
you know, come and join on with me and do this today. So once again, the Wake Up Podcast, right? The Wake Up Podcast, that's correct. All right, and this is over conversation, episode four. Thank you for listening. Right now, we, we just have been approved on all platforms. So go listen and go listen and continue to like and share your comments. And um, I'll be dropping the iTunes link later on this week. All right, man. Thank you, bro. All right. No problem, bro. Rest in heaven, Nip. All right. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.